Hey guys, welcome to episode 267 of the podcast with my guests, Alicia J. Rose and Brooke Topman. I am uh, delighted that we were able to do a very long distance. I don't know why I'm saying that. I guess I podcast people who are in New York. For some reason, for me being in Tucson and them being in Portland, Oregon, rather than me being in LA, feels extra long distance to me. I wouldn't call it accurate in comparison to uh, the further away interviews I've done by phone. But at any rate, uh, I hope everyone had a very pleasant uh, Thanksgiving break. And um, I wanted to just, I'm not caught up on shout outs, but I did want to, from the email realm, uh, thank Magda and Shannon for your wonderful, wonderful emails. And I wanted to wish uh, Rebecca and Peoria uh, good fortune with continuing to settle into her new digs. Um, Please enjoy this episode and I will talk to you guys soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. Like I was right on the money. Uh, <laughs> right on the money is just another term that I'm like, God, I'm so close to feeling like I understand exactly what that must mean, but I don't really know what that means. Like, oh, it's right on the money. Like, oh, okay, right on the money. Sure, that w- that comes from like when they when people would gamble and you would put like a horse, a, like a horse's hoof on money. Like way back in the day, you know, but then you're like, I don't really know what I'm saying. I'm just saying some term that someone came up with at some point. Colloquialisms, right? Colloquialisms. They just sort of pop out of your mouth. And yeah. You, know, you, you don't know where they're from. I see things like that all the time. I'm like, I am, am I representing the worst or the best part of history? I yeah. don't even know. Was that racist? Yeah. Was, no, oh my God, that's that a racist? really good point. You're absolutely right. There are probably so, so many things that come from something that like no one remembers is just hateful and the very worst yes. of humanity. <laughs> Yeah, it's inevitable. Do you guys think about that when you're doing like, I feel like I overanalyze everything. And so that's just yet another thing I can check off the list of, you know, oh, what, what, what am I saying? What is what did I just say? I'll keep my eyes peeled. What could that possibly mean? That's awful. No, you're right. And actually, I've been having this sort of um, dark hole moment with a line in Gusbandry. Oh, yeah. Well, what one is that? I feel really bad about this one line. And I don't think I wrote it. I think Courtney wrote it. So yeah, it's all blame your Courtney. fault, Courtney Hommeister, <laughs> nice. if she's listening to this. Um, well, you know, it's like when you're writing, you're, you're just kind of, oh, that's really funny. Ha ha. Then, then I, afterward, I'm like, I'm such an asshole. Basically, you know, recently we, there was this election in the South, you know, and, and there was one guy who won one of the, I think it was a senator or governor or something who won where his girlfriend had been shot on national TV while she was doing the news. Oh, no. Yeah. He's, 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 he seems like a really cool dude. He's, he's from Appalachia. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a joke in episode seven about like like a sex oh. joke about like it's sounding Appalachian that they're sharing a penis and I'm like oh okay cool <laughs> well there you go you know and I was like but you know maybe I'm gonna justify it this way sometimes Jackie's an asshole and she go. just is like you know just like I say stupid shit Jackie says stupid shit like it's like we all say say stupid shit so maybe part of the fun is that. You know, she isn't necessarily always politically correct. Sometimes women aren't politically correct. Sometimes we are more than people bargain for. And look, when you if you get <laughs> the opportunity to do more, then you can totally call back. Like you can have a full episode where you get super meta and it becomes like, you know, she wakes yes. up in the middle of the night in a sweat and is like, "Did I wait, did I do I did I say what I think I said?" And then we flash back to that part of the episode and then you just like get right into all of this and you get to just like slap it all down. Like you can sort of well, work she could, through she could, all of the Jackie stuff you could wind up about. in it. She could be in like a pro Appalachia, you know, kind of march where she's like, I feel bad for all my boneheaded jokes about Appalachia when I just think Appalachia's great. You've come a long way, mountain people. That's right. And changing southern stereotypes. Yeah. And like the likelihood of you, you're that character really having had an opinion one or the other about Appalachia. I mean, that's the other thing, too, right? Is that especially in the, you know, even just like, and this is obviously came up on, on Twitter fairly recently in the last few months or so, where where, you know, who I think Mel Brooks maybe complained that, you know, 
things are so PC now that you can't make any kind of joke <laughs> at all. And, and then that there was a whole sort of Twitter storm of conversation happening and a lot of people making a lot of different, equally interesting points. And, uh, and so it goes to that too, where you watch, you know, you watch movies, even just from the eighties, m- much less the seventies. Uh, and mm-hmm. in some cases the nineties, but like you, you sort of watch them going, just sort of shaking your hand, cringing, like, Oh, we, humor changes I guess humor changes but Mm -hmm. a lot of the time it just has to do with no one was uh, like the unintentional racism is is definitely more innocent and hopefully forgivable than you know intentionally sort of wicked you know Mm -hmm. I clearly have a strong opinion about this thing and I'm very angry about it and I'm teasing and making jokes about it through my hatred versus like oh Mm -hmm. I didn't even oh god I didn't even real oh shit that it was not cool. We're just so used to making jokes about Apple. Well, about <laughs> the South. Ter- I mean, South, and, and you yeah. think that there's a lot of, there are a lot of Alabama things going on. <laughs> I know. Like, it's, I mean, stop giving us fodder, Alabama. Yeah. Quit it. Yeah, there's that stop. too. Just like suck it up. Alabama. Well, you know what's so funny is the timing of this is uh, I just also um, podcast. Uh, podcasted i've never listened to me podcast sounds like it should be past tense and then podcasted sounds like it's wrong but it's also like a made-up word (laughs) i podcast i uh uh, somebody who is from little rock arkansas so this is all feels like very appropriate Mm. because she's like so much more uh sophisticated and um sort of uh cosmopolitan than than i and and uh and it really it would yet she totally was making jokes about you know like just making meth taking me you know um so (laughs) So she's making fun of her own her own kind yeah like yep where's the south hey okay all right well maybe they'll laugh they'll be like ah that's funny that does happen i am from southern oregon and i am from the (laughs) meth capital of this state i mean so yeah i was gonna ask where, where i was gonna ask where you guys are both from uh so so that's Brooke, yeah, that I'm talking to. I should say yes. quickly that we are um, remote, so we are uh, only... But listen, we're just trusting that we're the people we say we are. I could be a totally... <laughs> this could be a totally different human being altogether. It could be like a... Who, who are you, Janet? Yeah. Who are you? What? Are you really Brooke Topman? Yes, I am, Janet. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a hat, so Alicia doesn't recognize me. <laughs> that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Okay, Brooke, so you're, from, it takes. you're from Southern Oregon, and uh, of course, yes. that's a... We'll just quickly say that Oregon uh, to many people is they just sort of swathe the entire state in the Portland of it all right and are like okay it's rainy it's a logging town (laughs) lots of people have beards everyone loves beer people have good taste in comedy that's like okay got Oregon check let's check that box that was pretty good Um, that was like if that's that's how you're going to classify Oregon I think we're doing all right yeah except you're forgetting the legal weed which I think is very like that's a distinctive feature these days that's true I I I forget that the California is uh not a ahead of certain states and be actually behind and I'm I'm already so spoiled with just like how how liberal uh it has become about weed but you're absolutely right about the 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 weed part of it too but 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 southern oregon um Brooke, correct me if i'm wrong is not necessarily like there are areas of oregon that are very hot and very a little yeah, less, yeah and very conservative very conservative <clears throat> yes i mean you get outside of portland and eugene where the university of oregon is which is a very liberal college uh and you're in very the red area of the yeah. state <laughs> it happens so Until you fast. get down to ashland which is a big theater town in southern way southern oregon right by the california border but the majority of the state is very conservative but the most populated areas of course uh around portland are are uh what makes us a blue state right because they're very liberal right we call it the bubble it's there's there's little mini bubbles all around oregon and there are so many definitely bubbles and so many bubbles i mean that california is a a state of bubbles it just happens to have more big bubbles than you know it's surrounding red area but there's so many areas of california that are that are crazy crazy red um uh, I will say quickly in terms of like checking off boxes of stereotypes uh, that I have a dear <laughs> friend um, from high school who did move to Ashland and did uh, start his own indie tea company, which feels, <laughs> no, let me clarify. 
Yerba mate. Fancy. Yerba mate. Oh, oh well. So yeah. I feel, that feels very like, <laughs> th- oh, thank you. Thank you. Because now I feel like I was right about uh, Ashland, Oregon. That feels like exactly what you should do. You should go move there and, yeah. and have like a, 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 a little indie Yerba mate company. Well, I think Oregon as a whole is obsessed with craft anything. Like if you're yes. good at what yep, you do, yep. if you make something well, you get mad respect. Makes sense. Where other places like L.A., I grew up in L.A., uh, actually. <laughs> so for me growing up there, it was all about celebrity and who's famous and who cares. Oh, you know, boy, I just didn't yeah. care. And so moving to Oregon, it was just immediately so much more interesting because people were just into the nerdiness of everything. Yeah, like, yes. You know, things have to be made really well or like, you know, you have some some guy like, you know, crafted this soap out of, you know, like shavings from a tree in the middle of the forest and you know, organic fat harvested from the spit of salmon or uh-huh. something like that. Like, you know, I mean, that's like the typical, you'd be like, yeah. oh, that's the farmer's market. It's $10 oh, totally. a bar. It makes me smell weird, but I'm clean. Totally. Yeah, I get a $60 pair of crocheted cat socks. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Made out of organic yarn. A cashmere, girl. Come yeah. on. You know, those are cashmere cat socks. Those are artisan socks. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It's the culture of craft. I get it. And I fully appreciate that. And I don't think it's a coincidence that so many people lo- from LA love going up to Portland, especially someone like me who's a transplant from, you know, almost 10 years in San Francisco, where all of that is also oh. very pervasive. Although now it's, you know, become very, very, you know, app and tech and young millennial millionaire centric. But it's no fun. I, I also came from San Francisco, LA, San Francisco, Portland. So I was oh, right, searching right. for the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, San Francisco's done. Put a fork in it. I left in like, I left early in 1995. I was like, this place is over. <laughs> That's yeah. right when I'm I was out. getting there. Yeah, I was uh, like, this place, forget I, it all. Well, I too did LA, San Francisco, really? Portland. Oh my God, I that's only so lasted funny. A year in, yeah, I only lasted a year in San Francisco because I just couldn't afford it. Well, and yeah. I didn't like the wind. It was just too wind. There's, there's, too windy. There's, I mean, a, that's the only thing I think I would change is I would have, I mean, in terms of weather, I, I really love fog and uh, I don't mind the amount that it rains, uh, but it, the wind is definitely a little intense. It does get a little yeah. well, and and the rent prices. I gotta say, and it's impossible yeah. to like put roots down, you know. So it was just tough. Well, but I, it was creative at first. How, yeah, how long were you? Until it got driven out. Alicia, how long were you there? You you, you were there and you left in ninety five. How long were you there before that? I I moved there in nineteen eighty eight to go to college, okay. uh, right out of high school, and so I got I did I went to SF State for like a minute, lived in the dorms for a minute. Within a year, I was living off Hate Street and volunteering as a DJ at KUSF, Sounds and I right. became a DJ. Sounds right. And then quickly got involved in the music world, started playing accordion, which is my side gig. Nice. And and then I started booking clubs when I was just a babe at twenty. And then ultimately by twenty one, I was booking clubs in the mission. This one club called the Chameleon, which was quite famous at the time, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun. I like cut my teeth on all this great music stuff and had a good time when I was just a little one. Yeah, no kidding. Barely old enough to do it, but I did it. I was just a whippersnapper. You really did. And whip- you, so you, yeah, you, that makes sense because you left, you, that you probably left with a dot com boom, right? That like weird Right as it was coming it was, on. Yeah, where like, yeah. because when I moved, um, it was, that only lasted like a couple of years, like a year or two. And when I moved, that had just collapsed so there were all of these like so rent actually wasn't that bad i came in at a good time and then there were all these like that that was like the big thing then was like these skeletons of buildings that they just stopped building or like these open lofts that had all of these like internet connections with just like cords that people just tore their computers out of the wall and got out of there when the dot-com collapse happened yeah so it's funny to see it like here you know now it's kind of come back around again and is this uh real mecca for that but when i was there i think i interpreted Mm. that as like oh good look they've made room for the artists again you know and (laughs) found a rent control apartment and just stayed there for you know the nine years i was there i certainly wouldn't have moved because that would have been you know a total waste of of rent control but um but it is interesting that, yeah, you sort of went from it feels it does feel like a natural progression to to start in L.A. and go like, fuck this and then check out San Francisco and coast. go not yeah. quite. And then and then. Make well, and Portland, Oregon. we're not leaving. I'm not leaving. Where, I, where are we going to go? Like, no. Where do you go? Where I mean, like, where, where would where would we go? I don't yeah. even know. Like, what, where do we get all the snacks at the low prices? Yeah. And the artisan soaps and the like there's there. I know a lot of cool cats, actual cats all over the city <laughs> that I would really miss. Yeah. 
Uh, but you guys, so Dogs. okay, wait. But did ne- right now, you guys are both in Portland, or you're? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the Southern Oregon thing was, uh, was. Uh, oh yeah, no, I Southern Oregon I to LA to SF to back to Portland. Yeah, it was or actually Oregon. Southern Oregon to U of O to Seattle to a cruise ship in uh, uh, Florida <laughs> for six months. Perfect. To Los Angeles to San Francisco I to Portland. That's a good story. Okay, God, oh, that God. really is. Like, we could really like Indiana Jones that with a little plane and like the line and the red dots and just show <laughs> all your stops, all your ports of does. call. Uh, I have had so many weird jobs. I am going to have to ask <laughs> about the cruise ship. Oh, goodness. Okay, so I was just, I was 23. I had moved up to Seattle after college because my boyfriend uh, from college, he was from Seattle. And I was working at a bakery and taking uh, just random acting classes. And then we broke up and it was raining and I was drinking like boxed gallo wine with my roommate. And we were just kind of, what are we doing with our lives? And her sister had worked for Royal Caribbean for years. Oh, my microphone. Um, sorry, my there we go. And uh, technology, technology. I bet, I bet we could just. What, do you want to just go to Florida and work on a cruise ship? Oh wow! Months? So it really was like, yeah. You, I guess that is one of those things where if you have somebody near you who has already go. done it, like it might not be something that someone who has no access to that information, like you know, just right. sort of anecdotally, is not going to necessarily think to do that. But if you have somebody who's done it it does immediately kind of become like, oh, wait, this is a this is kind of a weird, interesting option. Yeah, like within a week, we had moved out of our apartment, flown, to, we didn't have jobs. We just walked into the Royal Caribbean offices in Miami. And we're like, hey, <laughs> hire us. Here we are. And uh, they put her on a ship within a week and I had to hang out for another couple weeks just calling their office every day. And oh, wow. <laughs> Then I got on a different ship. She had to work the front desk where you just sit there and listen to complaints oh, for 12 hours boy. a day. And you wear this horrible Captain Steubing suit uh-huh. with nylons or white oh, tights. Wow. Perfect. I got to be on the cruise staff oh, and wear shorts and a polo shirt and host oh. singles mingles in the chorus line lounge. You were truly from the love I was. I'm oh so excited. That you, and, and so were you, because I went on a Royal Caribbean cruise for, as part of the Joko um, cruise, which is a bunch of younger nerds and comedians and stuff <laughs> and they only uh-huh. we, so we had like a, a a large amount of the ship booked but the rest of the ship was all seniors and so it was such a fun combination because <laughs> that you know like seniors would come by and people there are certain like costumes that people wear and stuff as part of this cruise and they would you know they there was this sort of wonderful like intermingling of species like the older people kind of coming up to two young girls wearing um toques or something and being like uh what are, are you a religion what is this <laughs> um were the majority of people that you were uh mingling singles uh were they elderly or was it younger no they were they were younger that's but to be honest that's really disappointing i don't remember it being as particularly elderly i just <clears throat> remember it being very midwest okay got it may december a lot of people coming back from the J- jamaica port sure very very sunburned uh-huh. with dreadlocks and beads yeah. in their hair. I want to see the real the love locals boat, just man. cleaned up. Oh, yeah, and it was great. there that just there was a stand up as far as the eye can see. Oh yeah, wearing yellow uh, Royal Caribbean fanny packs sure. that we give oh, out for God. free. Sure, uh, easy marks. Alicia, marks. have you ever been and on a was- cruise? Uh, I've never been on a cruise. No, I've never. No, I, I mean, I've been on some yachts. I will say that. Oh, I've been on some speedboats. I have some good speedboat stories, but, um, but I've never been on a cruise. I kind of am okay with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Being like, listen, I had not pinned into a oh, boat yeah. with all these people for like weeks. It sounds really and everybody's scary. just drinking, just drinking, yeah. drinking, yeah. drinking. Yeah. What else do you do? And exactly. if, if it was, I will say though, now that weed is out in the world and you know, everyone's like, you know, weeded up. If there was like a like a weed cruise that was really constructive and cool, maybe it was all stoners or people who smoke weed. I might be into that. What about like uh, the buffets? Port- would what about do very Portland well. Portland on yeah, a good exactly. buffet situation. Portland, it would be like Portland on water, and it would be like a bunch well, of crafts. There, there are little. There's boats. There's like the stern. There's a few different boats. There's even Christmas trains and things like. <laughs> wait, I, the trains. I, wait, the trains are on the boats. <laughs> 
<clears throat> there's there's trains on the boats. No, no, I'll I'll move right on from that. Um, <laughs> uh, there there I've never been on a cruise. I have no intention. But it's weird because you know in the summer in Portland, everyone gets really excited about getting on boats because it's so beautiful here. Yes. So like the, this summer, I wound up being on two different boats with my friend Audrey. Shout out to Audrey Goldfarb and Audreyality, who um actually on Tinder kept swiping right on guys with boats, and so she would literally <laughs> get these dates. And I was like, boat she's dates. like, you want to come on a boat tonight? I was like, whose boat? She goes, I don't know. I I swiped right. I'm inviting me into his. Boat. He seems cool. And I was like, uh, I guess I'll be the third wheel on your weird Tinder boat. Uh, mate. I think you. Yeah. I guess out, I'll like, be the person that times. keeps you from getting murdered by it's the random guy, stranger who yeah. has a boat who takes you out into yeah. open water. It. I mean, I, first of all, power to her for you know figuring out who had the boats. I just want to say, like, I mean, that's kind of a brilliant way to approach Tinder in the summer. It's like, who's got you know sea craft? Sure, use <laughs> it, use it, exploit it by all means. <laughs> She, I mean, I went up on two different boats. I'm like, I didn't even, I'm not even on Tinder. This is amazing. I'm like enjoying the spoils without even having to put myself in a questionable position I think that's, or multiple. That's absolutely right. That's, that was, that is a real gaming of the system that I totally respect and appreciate. <laughs> yeah. You really got the the good end on that. Yeah, she I has know. to be the one that's dealing with the, all the awkwardness. Of, I know. Like, no, no. I took myself off the internet two, two years ago is the best thing I ever did. I mean, I'm on the internet doing horrible internet things. Internet dating. Like, internet dating. Yes. Yeah. Everybody knows I'm an incessant, you know, I'll promote gusbandry like a mofoer, but but I'll take myself off the internet for dating. It's too much for my brain. Yeah, I, I've said this before, but um, my perception of it from the outside, because I have never done it either, um, or I've never done it, is that uh, is that it's like a full time job. Like that's sort of how it. I if you want, it. yeah. If it you want a partner, like, yeah. It feels like my friends who have uh, who've really made the commitment to like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this. Like I'm gonna see where this mm-hmm. goes. Um, I feel like they are on. They're having to manage like their inbox and their profile picture and looking at the other things and going on the dates and texting and all this. And it it really seems like I don't know how they have time to do anything else um but you know yeah it's exhausting it really works for some people i'm not i i don't i'm not doing it anymore i have a boyfriend now yeah but so she already but I've, sw- she's, I've did you it. did you swipe right on him or you met him in real life i met him in real life what yes whoa cray, cray. that is so o-g-o-s <laughs> okay and if i and you know what this is funny if I had met him online, I probably wouldn't have gone out with but him. But that's what people, huh? that's, I go. think because that it, you, happens all the time, right? And vice versa. Get, people who meet online super, are like, super, oh, we never yeah. would have. Yeah. Yeah. You're superficial and super picky and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, so you just don't even go even try for the initial <sighs> date because of all of the little things that yeah, don't line it's up. It's easy to count people out. I think yeah. that's But real true. life is cool, man. I'm into it. I'm into it too. <laughs> I don't know how to do it any other way for all the reasons that we just listed because I I don't have a lot of faith in my own ability to... Pers- like and, and too, you know, this is like... This is going to be the most sort of... Speaking of superficial, but, you know, if you're looking at something online... for Let me give you an example. This is a really bad example. But, for example, if you're looking for, like, a pair of very specific... Like, you, you're like, oh, listen, I love boots. I, I don't want to wear a heel. I'm too clumsy. But I like mm-hmm. a wedge. Let me see if I can find a good wedge boot. Uh, I'd like it to be X amount of... If you are scrolling through Amazon, by, like, page six, you hate all boots. Like, you know what I mean? So and so I don't, I also feel like I don't trust myself to make good value judgments when I'm just scrolling through, <laughs> like scanning stuff because the, whoever the 50th person yep. is, good luck. Because I, I'll just be yeah. like, I, first of all, I hate computers. I hate myself. I hate dating. My eyes are blood red. They're dry. They're crispy. My contact lenses have dry. They're going to flake out any mm. moment. I can't look at this anymore. This guy stands become, no chance. They become weaponized. They become weaponized. <laughs> Weaponized contact right. lenses. Watch you like, bing. That That's to be, be really convenient. good if you're on a Tinder date and the guy is a total douche. You're like, hey, how you doing? Bing. You like slice his neck with a fucking dry ass contact yeah, lens. Yeah, because listen, <laughs> they start soft. They get hard real fast when they dry out. Real fast. Suddenly I'm just saying. I mean, that would be a, it's a good self. Def- I've got this. Is some ideas we've got. I here. just I, I got I, direct I, towards the end of my career in internet dating. I was just like, listen, this isn't going to work. So. <laughs> uh, that's the other thing like, too. I probably I, I bet you probably do. You can sort of become desensitized to it and maybe a, a good there, efficient yeah. way in an efficient way. You know, I sit there for about a half hour to be polite, and then I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I don't think I feel any chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for the drink. <laughs> Take care and good luck out there. Thank you for signing I your boat over to me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some of this, though, I will say we haven't, we, you know, we, we, we dabbled into this a little bit for like our teaser even before we made the benefits of husbandry. But now I want to, this is part of, I think, this next run of episodes we're going to make to finish out season two. We'll go into that zone. Like, mm-hmm. I really, I want to see, I want to see Jackie sort of taking control of her dating life a little bit. Yes. And also taking some chances that sort of open up her world. Well, do you, do you um, actually, do you mind kind of um, uh, telling uh, the listeners of mine who aren't familiar with Gusbandry, just give them a little mm-hmm. uh, snapshot? Yeah, I like when Brooke does it because it's fun for me to watch. Oh. So let's let Brooke give you the snapshot and then I'll pipe in. Oh, right. Well, okay. So the benefits of husbandry <laughs> follows in the unconventional relationship, although it's not that unconventional uh-uh. anymore, of uh, a straight woman in her 40s and her uh, gay best friend, River, Jackie and River. And, uh, you know, husband is just the combination of gay husband put together. Those two words. Right. A portmanteau. Yes. Sounds Love fancy. Them. Yes. I don't need. Yeah. It's classy. Go with it. I've never heard anybody say that except for you. Portmanteau. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I love like that it. word. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's that it's a relationship. They're they're best friends, but it's a different kind of friendship than you would have like, than I've had with other female friends or other gay men. I can't speak for them, but from what I've heard, uh, have with each other. So it's uh supportive and unjudgmental and unconditional. Uh and they uh are both single and they're navigating the world. Uh, on their own terms, but with support from each other. And it's very funny. It starts out where she thinks he is totally the hottest thing she's seen since sliced bread. He likes, you know, he like compliments her in all the right ways. And she's just like, hey, and then totally gets a massive crush on him and then finds out sort of unceremoniously in the second episode that that he is gay. And she thinks she's cool. She thinks she's got the best gaydar in the town. She does not. Uh-huh. So, you know, once once they re- once she the reality of the situation is revealed to her and to him, you know, they sort of are confronted with a third party who finds them both attractive and they kind of start to bond immediately. And, um, you know, it. it then we start to see their relationship from a more uh, objective perspective where we see them sort of getting into it, becoming friends, encouraging each other and taking new risks and having a fun time. Like, yep. you know, representing a relationship that I have in my life in a major way that I don't nice. see represented anywhere. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually begs the question I wanted to ask you guys. So sort of thinking about this as you were talking about it, I was thinking about how, um, you know, more than one of my boyfriends um, as a younger person ended up coming out later. And, uh, mm. and I, that for some reason, like that's a point of pride for me. Like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm a safe place <laughs> yeah. for, I'm a safe place for a gay man yeah. uh, who's not out yet. I'm, and I also have great taste because we all know that many gay men are attractive, charming, talented, and wonderful. Yes. Let's um, be real. But, yep. but, you know, that was at also at a time where not to date ourselves too much, even though we've all revealed our ages in many places, including on this podcast episode. Uh, but, 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 uh, but that was just a, that was just not something that, you know, people come out so much earlier now, which is so incredible and wonderful. And, and it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't also not know for a long time or you can't be fluid and all those kind of great things. But I was going to ask you guys, um, in your respective childhoods, did you have, uh, friends who were out and did you have friends who were not and who later were and, and what was that like? Uh, yeah, I definitely did and being involved in theater from a very young age. I mean, <laughs> nobody was out in Grants Pass, Oregon. That's, that's for sure. I guess that was my question, yes. Versus someplace yes. like LA, uh, you know. Right. But in Eugene, where I, when I, I was at theater school at U of O and, um, the, you know, many of my uh theater friends were out some were not and we really wanted them to because it was very obvious but um uh i've had many husbands just you know it's been in theater for so long that i've adored that have been closer than some of my female friends sure um and then you know on facebook later on then everybody's out right you know we're like oh good okay or figuring it out yeah Yeah. um yeah and me i have i i have yeah also similarly i was a theater geek i was theater kid Mm -hmm. and so i yeah i mean i was in theater from i mean grade school and the first husband that i really that did me a solid is represented i think in episode four uh, where jackie sort of flashes back to her prom experience um, that's a true story. And that was really my first high school husband, Travis, who was, of course, I was in theater with. I think we were both in Don't Drink the Water 
by Woody Allen, which is not, I shouldn't, whatever. We're anti Woody these days. But the point is, well, it um, you can't erase the fact that you did it. So don't worry. <laughs> but I did it. And I was in the eighties. We didn't right. know any better. Oh, of course. I played a man. If that helps you. I was like, I, I, I always got the male parts in theater. Cause I was like six feet tall and, and young and me. And they didn't have any, boys that were they had boys but they were, were like but better. i but i was better oh wow and, well, i gotta say that's and that's i was really cool and, I, and interesting because i, I always got cast for the mom uh, yeah. roles because i'm really tall but there was never a, like i was never invited to play a male role i only went up i played it was miss paul warshower shout out to my high school theater teacher yeah. i auditioned mostly for the men's parts and got most of them because uh awesome. I, I guess i was pretty funny and i was able to like, do the comedy of it and be tall and play male <laughs> it's so funny because there's like listen to my voice it sounded like this in high school uh first of all (laughs) everything that you've just said is so interesting because like (laughs) half of it feels so feminist and so like who cares (laughs) and then the other half is like oh wait so guys all have to be tall like there's a weird thing happening where part of it feels very progressive and then the other part feels like but wait why can't a guy be short i don't I, I, they cast short guys too. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I I, I got the roles I got because just I knew a I knew actor. I, well, I, a I knew I would never get the part of the ingenue. Right. I, I just knew I was immediately depressed every time I went out for every play ever because I would never get to play Those the pretty girl. Those parts are the most boring. I know, so, but in your mind, you're like, that's the part I to get. Yeah. Societally, so, you know, that's like, what you're supposed to like crave. You have the right. most stage screen time yeah. as that part, right? But right, it's, but yeah. it's not necessarily the most fun. I like no. playing the weird detective Absolutely. or the character role, and so I would do that. Yeah. Uh, and I would much rather have a smaller role that's <sighs> yeah. more yeah, interesting. That's Absolutely, well, I did that. But so, so that was Travis, my first husband, and since then I've had many, and I have in fact dated at least two, maybe three guys uh, that ultimately I found out were gay. Yeah. And became good friends. One specific one that was the longest one. That was while I was in San Francisco. And I even, see, I, I had an interesting time in San Francisco. Not only did I date at least one gay man, but I also worked in gay porn. Right on. <laughs> Wait, I did not know that. You didn't know I worked in gay porn? No. I was the office manager for a gay male production company called Titan Productions, where we made River Patrol 1 and River Patrol 2. <laughs> You can look them up. They're probably still out. They probably stream them on X Hamster or uh-huh. some creepy porn. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't know any of this. Should so I? I'm a woman. I love so that the, the plot of River, River, peeling back the onion. Yeah. River Patrol won uh. the plot. It was not resolved, and they there was there was a high no, demand. It was for not River, resolved. River, River Wasn't River that a movie? There was always some the... offender on the side of the river who had to be dealt with. Yeah. Wasn't that a movie in the '90s with Bruce Willis and Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah, I want to. I want to say it was striking. G rated version uh what was that i said i think it was called striking distance and i would you're right. all due respect <laughs> to them all due respect to them it would have made a really hot porn <laughs> yeah. starring the two of them i starring mean, the two of them if they had just not known any better yeah um but uh, you know i i think throughout my life starting in high school but I, I even feel like maybe even before that if i think back to even junior high but i was definitely i was pretty troubled kid in junior high I had a lot of issues and had basically a nervous breakdown very very young and so by the time i got to um high school i was kind of feeling myself a little more and got involved in theater and really started to enjoy life a little bit more though i was still in hell because i went to school with the same kids from first grade to graduation of high school and this is la which proper, my mom like full on this is LA. this is at well i went to high school where the kardashians oh, are now famous for going to high school calabasas high school got it got it tragically it was horrible I, we were not rich at all we weren't even well off we were living in houses in foreclosure jumping from spot to spot to spot my mom is probably gonna listen to this she'll be like she's my biggest fan but it's true it was kind of crazy so you know we I, it was a transient childhood but theater always kept me grounded. And, and I, you know, when I thought I was going to prom and got my heart broken, which you can see completely played out beautifully by Brooke <laughs> tra- transforming herself into my high school reality. She gets dumped by the one guy who asked her to prom. She's like, I'm a normal girl. This is amazing. We're going to do all this stuff. And then she gets totally dumped. And then her husband, Travis, like totally says, screw that. You're not saying Jethro Tull because I really like this. is That's real. I really was like, oh, I'm going to Jethro Tull. Uh-huh. I'm doing this. Forget prom. Prom sucks. Prom is for assholes. Screw it. But I was like, right before I was like, oh, Cassidy. Uh-huh. <laughs> this guy like, totally he was like a mathlete 
and he asked me to prom and I was all psyched. He was going to get a limo and like all of the stuff that was that's in the episode was real basically. And ultimately, you know, he dumped me and I went with Travis and we had the best time and it really opened my eyes to like screw like the expectations of the world. Like I can have my life, my adventures, however I have them. They don't have to look like other people's. I don't, you know, I, very early on, I sort of saw that veil be sort of lifted away. And I was like, you know, I don't have to not participate and just be sad. I can just have even a better time by, mm-hmm. by, you know, leaning into my love of husbandry. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that, I mean, that especially that time in our lives when we're so raw and vulnerable and emotional and things do mm-hmm. feel, you know, sort of life or death and, and to have to sort of skirt any of that in, in favor of like a, 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 a meaningful relationship or friendship with somebody that sex isn't kind of complicating it. Um, what mm-hmm. a, what a gift, you know? It's, I mean, it really, you know, it's complicated when you try to date them. That understood, <laughs> agreed, and yeah. experienced. Yes. Yeah, Whoops. I have not experienced that. It's, I didn't, I didn't know. And that, that's part of the inspiration for the show is, you know, I, I, the reason I wanted uh, the River character to, I really, it was really important when we cast Kurt in the role. I was looking for somebody who anybody could be hot for, not necessarily just, you know, another man, but a woman, anybody would be like, that is an attractive man. Sure. I want to hang out with him. I want to be his friend. I want to be his wife. I want to be his whatever. And, and who doesn't necessarily hit you in the face with mm-hmm. on first impression, um, you know, like the part of the first episode, she doesn't realize he's gay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he had to be a little more subtle. Yeah. We were looking for that. Yeah, someone who just was just oozing charm yes. and, and and had that kind of personality you wanted to be around. Yeah. And, you know, especially when it's a party, like in the pilot, uh, you know, it's Jackie's 40th birthday. She's like, what's the stupidest thing we could do on my 40th birthday? Oh, you'll do coke off my tits. Well, that was based on a real 40th birthday where I did such a stupid thing. It was so dumb. But at the same time, we're like, that's what we do. We're 40. Right. <laughs> like, you know. I mean, how was your 40th birthday, Janet? My what? My what? My what now? Your 40th uh, birthday. I don't, th- I, to be honest with you, I don't think I did anything at all. Um, but Probably it was because. I don't idea. think I did yeah, either. It was because I was <laughs> What working. was I doing? You were trying to pretend you weren't 40. That's what <laughs> I was doing. Yeah. Coke, She's like she 25. It. Right. Yeah. It was so dumb. Yeah. No, well, we, I, had, we had the whole party. Sounds few, great. It was at an old funeral home, if that makes it any better. That does actually sure, make it better. Sure, why not? That actually made it ironic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we pulled that. Those details came from that. Really, the show came from sort of, you know, the beginning of that phase in my life, turning 40, being like, okay, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't even know if I want those things. Um, But I feel like I've sort of gone through the ringer. I I had been an unlikely it girl in all these weird jobs, booking nightclubs and kind of helping create all this stuff in Portland. And then I was just like, who am I now? This is so different. And, you know, my, um, I had a, I suffered a very, very serious set of professional setbacks after being part of one of those venues. And uh, after all of this drama, some of it even public in Portland, my husband Lake was like, uh, he's also my attorney and helped get me, get me out of that, which is amazing. He then decided to sort of, you know, cheer me up because I was so depressed by taking me to New Orleans on an art vacation where he like bought me a bunch of film and even paid for processing and found this wonderful place for us to stay that was a friend of his like beautiful old New Orleans home I mean it really was amazing and and after even after that point this is probably uh, 2012 you know our relationship just flourished and flourished and flourished and we're you know best of friends and I think when it came to figuring out uh, what I wanted to do um, what I wanted to do as a filmmaker, how I wanted to define myself, how I wanted to get on the board, so to speak. This is, you know, these days nobody really hands you anything. You kind of just figured out yourself. Um, It was that relationship that really, you know, rose to the top because I thought, I think it was the kind of the easiest slice I could pull out of my life that had the most love and the most humor without getting, you know, too deep. It's a web series and I could only get so deep. Right. And, you know, and, and and when you look into what exists in the world, like there just was not that much representation of that particular relationship. And yet it's to me, you know, the most one of the most important relationships in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, that's it, what. Oh, go ahead. A more honest will and grace, I believe, was the Entertainment Weekly week, said that Entertainment Ooh, Weekly. So not bad. That not, blew bad our minds. not bad. Yeah. yeah. No I appreciated that. Like, uh, will and grace with cussing. 
perfect. And some slight nudity. Which is what everybody's <laughs> been wanting anyway. And Brooke, what about your, um, so the, the, I got a, a kind of a good snapshot of uh, of Alicia's high school. All you needed to say was that it was in Calabasas and it's where the Kardashians went. Um, uh, uh, but I was a weirdo. I'm like, no, weir- totally. I, I mean, listen, you kid. I, 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 I saw it vividly. I certainly saw it uh, as you not fitting in there and, and it, it broke my heart in the best way. Uh, Brooke, what about you? What was your high school like and, and, and was that, you were still in Oregon then? I was, yep. I was in Oregon. It was kind of the opposite of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, yeah, I guess you'd say I was popular. I I was on our dance team. I was oh, captain shit. of that. Yes, of course she was. Student government and in a traveling team theater troupe. And Damn. I was homecoming queen. What? And oh, oh, boy. I, was I love that you guys Oregon didn't know this. This is making bursting. me, I'm very smug. This is this is the place. Was, this is our little. We're learning some shit yeah. here. Yeah, it was Oregon's junior miss, so I had to travel around the state of Oregon, and I had to go to Alabama for the national pageant. And day oh um, my uh, wow, yeah. So you know, <clears throat> but the, but you know, I I was also I was very upset towards the end of my. I quit the dance team because my mm. dance instructor told me I I I could not do as many plays as I wanted to being the captain of the dance team. And I said, screw that theater is more important. And I did not like how the guys in the drama department were being treated in my high school. Cause it was very redneck. And by the end of my school year, I had just stopped social. I, I did not go out for lunch with any friends except for my girlfriend, Megan. We would just go home and talk about our dreams of taking over the world. Once we got to college <laughs> and, uh, uh, as soon as I left Grants Pass, I was just like, I'm I'm done. And then I went to U of O and became kind of a hippie and smoked a ton of weed and oh, no. would eat mushrooms <laughs> and climb up trees. And the <laughs> state representative junior miss stopped by my dorm room unexpectedly <laughs> because I needed to make some appearances oh, uh, as the outgoing uh, Oregon junior miss. And I was super high and my bong was sitting on my <laughs> bedside table and... I don't think she was too happy. I wasn't asked to do any more junior miss events. (laughs) You were Oregon junior miss. I had no idea. This is amazing. Yeah. So. Wow. But I I like that you became like a weird, at the end you're like, this sucks. Well, I identified with the artists. I mean, the popular people in my school for the most part were not nice and were just very boring. Mm. And I... I gravitated towards the interesting yeah. people that were creating things. I get that. And most of those popular people from my high school still live in Grants Pass. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's their little place where they get to still be king of the world, I guess. Right. I don't know. But I could not wait to leave. And then my parents left Southern Oregon when I was in college. So I, you know, they're mm. up in Portland. Yeah, that'll so really, that'll really there. shut down a need to get back to a place. I, I think when, when yes. everybody kind yeah. of, yeah, everyone you would see is sort of moved, moved on. Um, yes. Yeah. Ladies, I left right when oh. I was 18 as well. I was out. I was, like, done. So I was like too. As soon as, and, and, yeah, I was just talking about, about that. Is that, that that sort of like um, inherent thing that some people have and that some people don't and I'm not saying one is better than the other but just that that some people feel called right away to not be where they are no matter how happy or unhappy they were honestly uh and then some people you know feel more like this is the, the place I am is a place that I meant to be and then some people feel like I wish I could leave but I feel I can't and then they never do but mm-hmm. I always feel uh I was just talking about this on a, on on a, the previous episode uh with Arden which was that I you know, I don't, there are, there are, there are friends I have that we have so much in common and we were so similar back then, but they just didn't feel that they needed to leave and they're so happy and great. And, um, and you know, there's no, I don't look on their lives and go like, Oh, you stayed in Tucson. Like not at all. They have beautiful, vibrant, (laughs) wonderful lives. Truly. Um, it's also like a neat city. So it's not, you know, a place that I, you know, feel bad for anyone being from or living, but I just, I, that absolutely was not in the cards for me. There was no question that yeah. I was going to leave. And now I love coming back and visiting, but it's so funny. Cause when it's somebody that you feel you have so much in common with, you, you go like, wow, I don't know what that, whatever that switch is. It feels like it got flipped one direction in me and a different direction in this other person. And, and, you know, and that, that, it, that was that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to yeah, get into it, this uh, mash game before we totally run out of time because I'm mash. because when I've got a twofer. This is. Uh, did you ever play this yeah. when you were little mansion, apartment, shack, and house? Uh, and then you would do these little oh, categories. No. You would break up where it'd be like, give me three types of car you would drive. Give me three. Yes. Okay, uh, Alicia, did you or is this totally a mystery to you? I, I, I'll just roll with it. I have no idea. I, if it's at the thing with the hands and the yep, yep, yep. You know what? That's a little... that's very similar. I used to do that more, um, but then I moved into a full time mash on the podcast. Uh, that sounds like Ow. way more professional than anything about my podcast is. But uh, I'm gonna. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna <laughs> I pro-mash. I'm gonna give each of you some categories, Whoa. and you're just gonna give me three choices uh, off the top of your head, and the categories you okay. may end up feeling like you wish you'd said something else. That's kind of part of the improv of it all, but. Who uh, okay. fun? But yeah, so so I'm gonna start with um I'm gonna start with three for each of you. Give me three vacation home places that you would love to have a vacation home. Now it can be someplace in the world. It can be someplace in fantasy world, like uh, you know Harry Potter or uh, Star Wars. Uh, it could be someplace totally unrealistic. Um, but three places if getting there weren't an issue. Ooh, okay. I'll say Yalapa, Mexico. Great. Number one, uh, Kauai, like the North Shore. Mm-hmm. Um, let's we'll say Hanalei, Hanalei Bay, right? Great. And then I would also say the Oregon coast. Great. So well, I know she's like, but I want I want a close vacation home, Brooke. Okay, cool. That I can drive to or take my quick helicopter. <laughs> You're still being pragmatic. Over. I appreciate it. Uh, totally I'm a, I'm a that said, Brooke, if you want, that was full yeah. Capricorn. No, oh my God, amazing, uh, Brooke. Do you do you uh, do you want to do you want to break out from that pattern? What do you want to do? Well, let me see here. <clears throat> that got me thinking because an Oregon vacation home. Not such a bad idea. Yeah, after I mean, all. Now you're like, <laughs> all right. I'm not getting a choice around. between three other houses I'd rather live in. I got to stay in my apartment. So I got to think of places <laughs> I want to get out of and go to. Uh, I will say uh, Paris Great. or London. Because I have not been to Paris. I spent a semester studying theater in London, and it's my favorite place I've ever been. So I would love to have a beautiful place there where I could go and see great theater. Okay, um, so do you want me to put Paris or London or would you like one to be Let's Paris put London. and one to be London? Let's put London because okay. I haven't been to Paris. Okay, great. Got to have somewhere warm. Great. Um, and I think I'm going to choose Hawaii as well. Great. I'm not sure what island. Kauai is the best island. Okay, Kauai <laughs> or Maui, one of those. Okay. It's only Kauai. And then, and then I'm going to say... Stop bullying her. Yeah. I know I'm terrible. Go <laughs> She might she might like she might be like an Oahu girl. How do I know? Yeah. Yeah, I have never been to Kauai. Uh and then I would say though, I I do not like the Oregon coast. <laughs> I was forced to spend my Christmases there because my uncle had a cabin in Florence. Okay. And right. it was always rainy and cold and I would just trip over driftwood walking down the beach. So I'm gonna say a ri- I love the river. Great. Oh. So I think I would like a beautiful home on the river, uh, just just closer up. I don't know what. With Shugal or Clack. Yes, uh huh. Or up in the Oregon City That's smart, area. Smart. That's a good one. I, I'm almost. And I can have a boat. My, yeah. And I can have river a boat Patrol with one. its own river dock. River Patrol Three, I should say. And then I don't have to swipe right on Tinder. There you go, guys with boats. There you go. And she's got the boat. Yeah, We're off Tinder. I love yeah. it. Okay, great. Uh, next category is now. This is a c- classic mash category, so I got to include it. Uh, three alternate okay. universe uh, husbands, wives, sexy times, uh, girlfriends, uh, one night stands. Oof. Three people. It could be you know. Um, uh, an actor it could be like a, a, a role that that person played no it could be a character from a book from any time period so it could be you know young paul newman whatever um three for mm. each of you well i i'm definitely gonna have to say dana scully oh great <laughs> i just gotta I, start i strongly there. support that choice why not red shoe diary david duchovny as well let's do it i'm <laughs> well, familiar i'm familiar tip. That era specifically, I'm very familiar. not the it. newer Californication era, no, David. I'm off him. I hear and you. then the gay man inside me says Freddie Mercury. I'm just going to stop there. I couldn't love these choices more. No pressure, Brooke. Dazzle me. <laughs> I'm going first next time. <laughs> and I want to just for the record say you did not influence me with the Paul Newman. <laughs> because if you ask my mother or anybody else close to me, you will know I've had the hots for Paul Newman. And I think he's the I most gorgeous it. 
physical specimen that's ever been put on this planet. I intuited it. I don't know how. I don't know how many times I've used Paul Newman as an example, but it's not that many. It's not like my go-to. I literally would have had sex with him all the way into his eighties. Yeah. I mean, did He's you see him piece. in that movie with Bruce Willis? Yeah. Nobody's fool. Yeah, I, I was did. like, you're still hot. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He, he kept his hair and he never got fat. No. And those are the two keys for longevity. And also all of the snacks. And he kept the twinkle, in his, the twinkle in his eye. The twinkle in his eye. But I'm going to say Paul Newman from The Long Hot Summer. Great. That beautiful era. I'm going to say Tom Hanks. Great. From Turner and Hooch. Great. <laughs> yeah, let's oh, just throw that one at you. Great. Oh. Tom Hanks is kind of my dream man. And wow. Um, wow. wow. Because I just I love his personality. I Bosom love his, buddies. makes me fun. Oh, he's so funny. And then um I am going to say oh, oh, who was my third? Uh 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 it was Paul Newman, Tom Hanks. Oh, and Tim Gunn. Oh, oh God. Tim Gunn. He is my ultimate husband. I he, he is couldn't Yeah, he's amazing. Agree more. I could talk Listen, I should ha- I Maybe we need to tr- start a side podcast that's just about Tim Gunn because <laughs> yes. I can oh. talk about like, I just want to have I have to stop myself. We don't have time for us to talk about the perfection no. that is Tim Gunn. Yeah, I just want to have a Manhattan oh, apartment with him. Oh my God. And we live together and we go see shows. You go see shows, shenanigans. I you cook dinner. I, I look fabulous whenever I'm with him because he styles me. Yeah. yeah, he stops you from making mistakes in your wardrobe oh, constantly. I, I love I, him. I'm on board for this a thousand percent plus. Okay, I love it. Thank well, you for you bringing, know some people thank you for bringing up some all people. these wonderful people a... that I love that I'm now uh, <laughs> thinking about how great they are. Okay, next, yeah. this, th- this one I got to include because it's a perennial favorite of mine. I got to make sure I include it. I am excited to hear your answers Brooke I welcome you to go first in okay. first, in this in this alternate mash universe that we're creating you can have uh, <laughs> this is like foods drinks substances anything that in our reality is bad to have in, in excess for whatever reason be it that you have an allergy be it that it would give you a heart attack be it that you know whatever uh, in this alternate universe you can have as much of it uh, as you want and it's actually good for you Oh shit. Hit me. And maybe and maybe the the downside of it doesn't exist. Exactly right. There's zero downside. <laughs> zero downside. Oh my god, you just opened a Pandora's box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh probably okay, probably pepperoni pizza. Great. Great, great, great. Um because no animals were killed to make that. Agreed. Or harmed. Um <clears throat> in my alternate universe. <laughs> Jenny, um, <laughs> cocaine, Great. lots of cocaine, Great. because that whole downside where you Get just want to kill Get yourself <laughs> goes away. It's like you just do a bunch of it and have tons of fun and then fall right asleep oh. and wake up feeling great. And then I think um, things you can consume do. Oh, God, it's so open. Um Probably uh, wearing sweats. <laughs> like in my reality, they are the hot, this comfortable, comfortable, sure. warm clothing is the most fashionable, hottest outfit on the planet. In your alternate universe? Just <laughs> like, like a, a Dansko clogs and a pair of warm sweats. And you could walk the catwalk. Mm. Oh, my feet would never hurt. It never hurt. I can eat as much as I want, and my waistband never pinches. Ah, yeah. Cocaine, sweats and clogs, <laughs> and lots of pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Welcome to Brooks World. <laughs> Party's on, and we're comfortable. D- listen, now you know what it feels like to go second, Alicia. I wish you the very best of luck. Uh, oh my God, my answers won't be nearly as good yeah. because Brooke, I, I like wanted my whole lifestyle reality has shifted. Um, <laughs> <On its> axis. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, wow. what do you think? Well, Three. okay, I'll. Yeah. Well, okay, so I have to choose. We repeat the question so I can just have a full. I'm going to take oh, a second totally, to fully totally. understand. So, in this universe that we're creating here, things mm-hmm. that are maybe not great for you in excess in uh, real life are all yours here. So, for example, I actually am one of those awful people who can't control the fact that she is allergic to gluten. So, in my reality, ah. like, you know, I'm just eating breadsticks all the time uh, in this alternate universe. But it could also be, you know, uh, unlimited tequila. It could be, you know, just like sugary snacks, like anything like that, um, that you would want to have <sighs> at the snap of your fingers in perpetuity. And there's zero negative ramifications only positive okay well yes. there's 
we're, I know exactly where I'm beginning Great. with this because I have a, an allergy that is problematic. Yes, indeed. In my, in my happiness. Hit me. <laughs> in my functionality. I found ways around it. I'm allergic to caffeine. It is a cruelty. Ooh. Oh, I know yeah, that's I know. a thing. I know it's a thing. It's a thing. And it is a sad thing. It makes me very sick to even have a little bit. And so in my alternate reality, I would drink the fuck out of some goddamn coffee all the fucking oh, time. Yeah. I would have coffee. I would work at a Starbucks. I'd be so into right. it. Don't go <laughs> that far. I wouldn't work there. <laughs> but I troll Starbucks all the time. In fact, fuck Starbucks. No, we got- I open my own coffee yeah, car. Yeah, you do. I am so into coffee. Yeah, that I fuck coffee car. I have my own coffee empire. That's right. We're going to call it Puffy's Sips. Okay. Puffy's. And it's weed and coffee at the same time as weed coffee. Sips. I'm, I'm really selling weed this. coffee. You know what? In hold my on. world, weed coffee. Listen, hold on, because you, uh, that just became the final category. So you, I know that coffee <laughs> is the thing you get, but the final category is going to be alternate universe businesses or careers. So I okay, can, well, I'm going to well, put in the, puff, Puffy Sips. Whoops. I don't yeah, puffy forget. sips goes into that right, just for okay. the next one. Yeah. So, so, coffee, so definitely got coffee, coffee, great. coffee care, caffeine of any okay, kind. Caffeine, great. I would, I would then. I also have a dairy allergy, so yeah. then I would also say as much like um, you know creme brulee style Shit. ice cream or custard as I could pot. Like yeah. I would almost like take a bath in like a creme brulee or like a ribboned caramel situation. I'm into it. I love like it. that would be pretty sweet because caramel is also made with milk, you know. Yeah. So yeah. so like just just dripping. Great. And then um of course, I mean this is already kind of my life, but I would love truckloads of weed delivered constantly in all forms. Great. Great. <laughs> I mean, I sort of have that, yeah. but not truckloads. It's more like, you know, carloads. No well, not even carloads. More like purse this loads. This is all free. I feel kind of bad because two thirds of my reality is your dream. <laughs> As I eat dairy and drink coffee. Right. So you have so many things I don't have. Right? Come, yeah. I have a place of privilege that you I didn't do. even know. Right. You. It's a beautiful That's thing. Right. You should eat and enjoy all the dairy and all the coffee. Yeah. And Savor I will smoke for the all of the of weed. That's right. Um, yes. Okay, but I I use weed for those things that you use coffee and dairy for. Oh, there you it's go. True. Okay, so uh, so we've we've teased out our final category. Um, I already know Alicia that you have uh, a coffee cart and uh, and weed combo called Puffy Sips, which is just wonderful. Puffy Sips. Um, let's let's Puffy do sips. a back and forth, Brooke. Let's go to you for your first one. Yeah, I'm I'm shaking it up. I'm I'm going to you. Then I'm gonna go back to Alicia. She's You've been warned. That gives you each a little bit of time to think. Uh, so this is alternate can, uh, universe careers. You open a story of a cafe. You're a opera singer. You uh, are a politician. Anything like that. And it's again only the upsides. Okay. So this isn't gonna seem too alternate, but this is my dream. It's been my dream since I was five. If you go through my yearly scrapbook, my mother made me do every year follow uh fill out it was, when i grew up i want to be and it was always an actress an actor some years it was an actor roller skater some years it was dancer actor clown but but my dream would just all i've ever really wanted to do is just act and make a comfortable living mm-hmm. it's still not a reality I just opened a theater six months ago, a comedy-based theater here in Portland where we teach, it's a training ground, we teach improv, sketch, we have stand-up nights, we do theater devised to create works that we do, and so my job now as a theater owner and an actor, that's what I do professionally, but I'm eking out a living. So if I could just do that and buy a home... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Understood, man, understood. That's like my my alternate reality. (laughs) Okay, listen, that's number one with a bullet. We've got it. Uh, I love it. Uh, Alicia, what about number two for you? Well, all right, I'll take that and I'm going to build on it. I would like to have a um, television empire a la Shonda Rhimes or Genji Cohen. That's where that's that's my dream business is to be able to create shows like I take poops. Um, that would be Great. amazing. And I have Great. a bunch I'd like to make that are in the kitty, so to speak. But it's like, you know, it would be nice to have Guzmandry be sustainable and grow. And, yeah, absolutely. you know, so there's all these things. It's complicated. We're very, very indie, very low budget. But I have big dreams and big ambitions for far beyond my, you know, current situation. But I think at the end of the day, you know, maybe ideas are the slippery slope to those. <laughs> <laughs> to those a, sl- a positive slippery slope. I don't know. So that's my second a positive slippery slope. Em- I love it. Media uh, empire. Brooke, what about you? <laughs> I got. Oh, I got. Oh, I got it. I got it. 
Uh, Brooke, what's your second? And I also want to say you do have the option. I'm going to open it up to to just totally unreal, 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 unrealistic, mm-hmm. unreasonable, like superhero shit too. If you want. Ooh, um, I think I would just have a sanctuary with baby animals. Oh, that I would take care Wonderful. of. Wonderful. And not that I don't love Wait, adult I love animals. That. Um, but hey, this, this is this is your mash game. I love. The, yeah, I love this is a game. This, this is just fantasy. Revel. But they're they're yeah. always babies. <laughs> and great. What happens when they age babies out? It's forever. like Logan's Run for pets. <laughs> <laughs> it's so depressing. No, they, they never oh, age out. Oh. They never age they out. They never age out. These are Herma these are kittens. ageless. It's little babies. baby pandas and tiger cubs and giraffes and oh, elephants God. and, and kittens this and is horses. This is idea is genius. Oh, and, and I just I play it. with them and feed them and cuddle them. Yeah. So then nobody else is allowed. Yeah, it's just you. That's great. No, no. I'd have friends. Okay. That we'd <laughs> hang out too. <laughs> It's open. It's yeah. open to to some others. Wow. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and Alicia, what about your uh, third and final? Well, okay. So this is not. It's. I'm just copying you, kind of. As she's in, she's like, that's why I go first, bitch. <laughs> um, no, but I have always thought about doing this. Um, you know, I think it'd be really great to open up sort of a therapeutic practice where one can. Um, uh, like ex- excessively, aggressively, comfortably, always nestle in every way possible, kitten or cat belly. So, um, oh, yeah, getting more specific. Yeah, more, it's about kitten belly. You know, it's about sort of, you know, getting your face. I would call it meowder boat. Like a kitten belly healing center? Yeah, like but like motorboating cats. So like meowder boat, meowder boater Great. or something. I don't Great. know. They, the, listen, this is the queen of portmanteau. I, right I am a very, I I'm neogelistic as fuck. <laughs> I am. I, I make up Great. words and things all the time. It, that's why I work with co-writers. I love working with co-writers because I tend, I will rip shit out all the time. And it is sometimes actually funny. I never write anything down. So I started to now that I've been writing more and more, and more, which helps. But it's been great to work with co-writers. Cause we'll, we'll get into the zone and things will just flop out. And sometimes they're funny. Agreed. We make show. Flop Yay. out. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, Brooke, what about you? What's your final one? Uh, my final one, I think, would uh, uh, I know what would it be? I think I would just uh, redecorate people's houses. <laughs> what? Great. I'm telling you, Great. I could spend an hour rearranging uh- throw pillows. I have a whole room just I, for throw pillows because I swap them out. Like how many times I go into people's place and I'm like, Ooh, potential. I just want to decorate yeah. and you can't, oh. and they can't, Brooke, you're speaking and they my can't language. say anything. And so it's all you. And I, and I, I have an unlimited budget and I can just make it as awesome <laughs> yeah. and kick ass as I want. Dude. I'm I'm next to you. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> next to you. At your I side. love it. I, it's right like there. very creative and therapeutic for me. I just really I, I'm kind of sensitive aesthetically to spaces, and you know I like good lighting and you know things in place. Yeah, and I'm I, I you know I I I'm exactly the same way. Okay, you you hear me? You feel me, girl? Talking once again. Well, I worked I worked as a project manager for an interior design firm, but I'm not going to bore my listeners with that because they already know that. But that is uh that that's just a little snapshot into couldn't. Yeah, I I can spend hours. Uh, Okay, so much fun. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Brooke, since you have a stronger memory of the process of mash, do you remember that I have to do a little spiral and then like I go tell me when to stop and then you go stop and then I do a little counting and then I sort of break down everything that you guys end up with. Does that sound familiar? So I just have to, so I just, so don't, uh, don't let like three seconds pass. It's just like a, it's kind of very quick. I'll, I'll just say, tell me when to stop and then just like take a beat or two and then call out stop. Okay. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Perfect. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a little calculating. Um, while I'm doing this, why don't you, uh, ladies, tell people where they can see Guzbandry? Oh, well, Brooke, how can folks watch the benefits of Guzbandry season one and season two? Well, I think the easiest way, since most people have Amazon Prime, is just to get on Amazon. 
your streaming service on Amazon Prime. If you're a member, you can watch it for free. Just mm-hmm. type in the word Gusbandry in the search bar and it will come right up. Pop up. Yep. You can also watch it on Vimeo. Yep. It's on Vimeo On Demand and also on Seed and Spark, which is actually where we crowdfunded. But now they have a streaming cinema service. It's super cool. Uh, and, you know, important, if you do have Amazon Prime and you stream the heck out of it, please leave us a review. Because yes. we are trolling for reviews right now. <laughs> and you can also watch several trailers and teaser trailers oh, yeah. on YouTube. Well, and, you know, I, I don't, nobody knows this, but I uploaded a bunch of special secret content to the Vimeo On Demand page, all these behind the scenes videos and stuff. Oh. So they're just little things we did while we were filming, but, um, and I'm going to add more and more stuff like that. But Amazon doesn't really give you an option to do extras like that, mm. nor does Seed and Spark. So I'm sort of sticking them on the Vimeo thing. But um, yeah, or you can go to www.thebenefitsofgusbandry.com. There are links to everything there. You can just click around, like just click, 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 click. Yes, we've we've made it easy for you. <laughs> Followed by one file click. Um, fantastic, guys! That worked out perfectly because I do have the results oh. of your mash uh, game. I'm very excited to relay them to you. So, first of all, I want to congratulate uh, both of you on. Now, listen, mansion, apartment, shack, house. I can't control which one you get. You did get a shack. Oh wait, sorry. which one of us? But we're living in a shack together. You both oh, did. Okay. No, no, you All want right. no, Brooke. Your shack is in London, wow. which London is so expensive that probably means you have like a beautiful a apartment. Studio. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Alicia, yours is on the Oregon coast. It's just like a cute cabin it's on the Oregon blow coast. Away you don't with need the like tsunami. a mansion on the coast. It's gonna be all right. It could be like one of those tree houses. I'll get a space heater. You're gonna be, you're gonna be fine. Uh, I want. First of all, you're gonna be fine because you have <laughs> unlimited truckloads. Of uh, I don't need more than a shack. It's my little happy anywhere weed wherever. Shack. Yeah, I'll make it into a Bro, coffee I don't cart. know. Uh, let her let her finish. Well, listen. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna go ahead and spoil that. You did get puffy sips, so you also did get puffy. So sips. maybe so I'm living in the, the shack. I'm selling, selling coffee. Weed. And you're weed making out people's lives better. Yeah, this is this is the this is the Oregon yeah, dream right here. Big on the coast, uh, uh, Brooke. You, on the other hand, unlimited supply of Woo! <laughs> oh no, just coking it, it up, up in, in London. London. Coking it up in London, not not the worst thing in the world. I don't know how your relationship with Tom Hanks feeds into this, except that probably he makes sure you don't kill yourself. Yeah, he's like my guide. <laughs> also, if I there's don't no get killing too yourself high. because this is an alternate I mean, if I universe. Get too high. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile. Oh, uh, over there on the Oregon coast in this sexy shack of okay. yours uh, is Red Shoe Diaries, David Dukov. David, come save me from all this weed and coffee. He's a sex addict yeah, too, you know that's that. right. Oh, perfect. Well, he'll be happy in my you shack guys are never for about leave five that minutes. So moving on You're, to the next yeah. coffee girl. Yep. The next hot barista. Uh, listen, this is, listen, this is nothing but the good side. So it's just the Oh yeah, he's not a sex addict when he's with you. Right, uh, this is, this is what, this is still <laughs> He's a monogamy <laughs> addict. Pre-Californication. That's right. That's right. Exactly. You get it. Uh, and then that just leaves uh, revealing that uh, congratulations, Brooke, because you are able to um, make a sustainable living doing acting in the theater. And to me, that just feels like uh, real life yeah. is you just started this new endeavor and this new enterprise and it's going to build from there. So that actually feels like a totally grounded thing that's going to happen, so maybe slightly more likely than uh cocaine having zero negative <laughs> yes on a person's body so i feel like if you were going to get something that felt the closest to real life that's the one to get and you got it so. nice. uh, and ladies that is the end of the 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 mash game and the end of the podcast Aww. thank you so much for coming on and uh and i i, I welcome everybody to check out uh the show thanks, and janet. uh and i will talk to you guys next time on the podcast yeah, yeah thanks, thank you janet. for having us janet it's been great yeah you're awesome uh yeah, super so psyched that uh, you had us so thanks for caring about gusbentry oh yeah i hope we can meet in person something's yeah. gonna happen and have a fun thanksgiving lady i love it thanks you too all right guys i'm gonna stop recording okay. and now as always the jv club theme song is back before we were brittle by the amazing say hi now leaving nerdist.com Thank <laughs> you.